Welcome to Control Alt Revolt, episode 217, or 217 for those who speak that well. <laughs> and who are you? I could say it in German, and I think it would be Zipsein Zweihundertfünfzig. Zweihundertfünfzig. That would be 217, because I think they say, I remember my German counting backwards. Once I got past 10, I was like, okay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You said elf twice. Didn't you say elf in the 1 through 10 at some point? Uh, oh, I thought you did. Maybe not. Okay. Okay, we <laughs> take you take your word for it. I can go up. I Good job. Probably. Yeah. yeah. It's still there. I want to learn. I'm like Fetterman. <laughs> I want to learn. <laughs> exactly. I love the Fetterman pictures where he's there in his hoodie, covering up, covering up his second head growing out of his, his <laughs> oh, neck. Oh no. And, and and he's just everybody's wearing suits and pretending that this freaking lunatic is normal exactly you know, like, he looks like some giant uncle fester <laughs> with a second head he's trying to hold and he raises up his hand like he's some 25 year old lunatic who just got his ged exactly in, in some local college brochure you know how they always have the community college they'll have like the smart young asian girl who couldn't get into harvard because her test scores were too high mm -hmm. and so she's got to go to community college so she'll be there anchoring the whole trio then they'll have like normal beta white guy you know it's like this guy was never going anywhere he's just headed to a job you know at some giant corporation you know low level he's gonna marry a kim you know they're gonna have kids all that kind of stuff then you've got sort of woke fat girl you know mm -hmm. she she's there celebrating and then anchoring the end of the community college come here and get a free state coupon you know brochure and i'm not mocking community college i'm just mocking the entire educational establishment then you've got this Fetterman homunculi guy who looks like he did time in prison, you know, and then went back to, got sober, great for him, went back to community college, and now he's there on the end of the photo line anchoring it, you know, and he's and he's raising up his, his left fist, and you're just like, ah, this, this is it? This is, this is the death of the whole thing? And the answer is yes, the death of the whole thing. You know what I'm hoping for? What? But that's what my firing squad looks like. Oh, no. <laughs> really? I'm hoping when they line me oh. up with score. Oh, that would be I'm way gonna, worse to me. I know that you think it's okay. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I was close to broils on that board. Oh, broils. I would go ahead. Yeah, broils is Lan Lance like Reddick, right? Hear it in the morning. But when I listen back to it, I'll hate it. <laughs> Speaking of. You never uh, introduced yourself. I'm Nick Cool. Yes, exactly. <laughs> You're the star of the show. No. I'm single white Medusa. That's I'm sorry to let everyone down because <laughs> I don't usually Jason say that much. That when I started uh, using it for my social media mm -hmm. that you would take over. <laughs> And it's true. Uh, it's true. Pictures of you or things that you say or whatever. It just 
you know, dominant. Then what? All the lights in the world. <laughs> well, Rome isn't burning, but Paris like is apparently burning. I love those pictures. <laughs> those are funny. That's you. That's a picture of you. Likes missiles. <laughs> oh, thanks. Yeah. yeah, so I was Well, that's the podcast. Thanks for being <laughs> No, I think uh the the big thing that you wanted to talk about today is the Kickstarter. What? Nothing. I was making a joke when you said the big thing with my eyes. Oh, I see. <laughs> I was like, what? Am I not supposed to talk about the Kickstarter? I think I am. No, no, you totally should. <laughs> yes. That's what we should talk about. Um <laughs> Well, uh, yeah, let's just cut to the chase. Uh, I've been busy this entire month wrapping up for book one. That's why there's been a small uh, uh, absence of podcasts for two weeks. But again, I always appreciate everybody understanding that i got to do the work thing first. Um, then uh, we had to run the, the Kickstarter and get that going um, and maintain it and push, push, push and got... The cool thing was Larry Correa went off to um, uh, LibertyCon, and we had him. I'd already talked to him before all this, and made the arrangements for him to to contribute a short story to the, the Thor and Sergeant Thor anthology. And then he came back and he said, "Hey, could you go out?" Because Larry has his own private gun range on his mountain. Nice. And I was like, "Could you go out and make a video on the gun range so we develop a script?" And he proved it. He's like. Or he just said, ah, oh, he didn't care. And uh, he nailed it like a pro. And, like, I mean, like, you know, did great on his draw and presentation, put rounds effectively on target. But, you know, like, like, like you know, he's a guy who teaches uh, gun training and holds gun training classes and things like that, uh, taught by other people. But he teaches too. And so, and, but he, he, uh, he got out his timer and showed exactly how fast he was. And I'm like, mm, that's fast. Which is crazy because he's six foot eight. You would think he'd be like slower, but he's not. He's, super he's agile. He's agile. I like you because you're agile. <laughs> you know that movie, Shadow. I know who the actor is. Is it? Shadow. Yeah. Is it from a few good men? No. Okay. No. I don't know. <laughs> it's from a movie that should have been good, I think, and had all the right moves. Uh huh. And then didn't go anywhere. What was? Well. The, oh, the okay. They got a guess in the comments. I like you. Because you're agile. <laughs> um, so uh, he did that video, and we were able to get that video up at the end. And like he can move units. Like suddenly, the Kickstarter already cleared its goals. It had one last. Oh, it was just overcoming the second to last stretch goal. Larry jumped in, did his video, and boom, you know, it shot through the roof. And right now, this morning, we're within striking distance of doing all stretch goals. And I think the final search goal is the funnest because what we were going to do is do a play-by-play -play deep lore nerd D&D writing and uh, military um, skills and things like that breakdown of each chapter. And we thought people would enjoy that. So it would almost be like a director's commentary for each chapter. And I think that'd be packaged as both a hardcover and then it would be an audio version of it too that you could listen to with the actual audio recording um 
I forget the details, but it's going to be cool. And it's going to be really funny because everybody all involved in the making of these books are, are really funny. Jason's got a really great dry sense of humor. The editor's really funny. Uh, Walt Robillard does a lot of technical edits. He always jumps in and has, so I thought, well, let's put all this together and then make it a conversation about each chapter. Not everybody's into that, but there are like, there is actually like a really great podcast called Be Meaner Than It of these two guys um, and they are police officers. They're really cool. Police officers in Santa Barbara County and they do a really great, because um, a lot of people don't know police officers listen to a lot of audiobooks, especially I think when they're on night patrol, especially in certain towns where there's not a lot to do at night. Eventually the criminals stop criming. I know that it seems like there's a lot of crime, but even criminals must break. You know, wow. and uh, that's that's usually when they'll check out some audiobooks while they drive around and stuff like that. But these two, uh, they love Forgotten Ruins so much. They do a chapter by chapter breakdown, and they've got a lot of episodes up. If you ever want to go back and read uh, Forgotten Ruin book one, um, they really dig dig the story. It was really cool because last Christmas one of their wives uh, asked for something that was unavailable, like. Hey, do you have anything secret that no one can get that's for Forgotten Ruin? I want to get it for his, his, his Christmas present. And I think it might have been anniversary and birthday, too, or something like that. And we were able to come up with a really cool piece of uh, art. It, wasn't, it, was, it was art because Walt Robillard did it. But when we were first planning out the first battle on the island, um, we made a tactical sort of battle map just, just so we could know what was going on and who was where and stuff like that. And Wall had that saved, and so we were able to sign that and give it to him, and he framed it and threw it above his desk. So that was really cool. But that's a, it's called Be Meaner Than It, and it's you know probably available in most podcast spaces. And it's a really great podcast if you dig Forgotten Ruin. And uh, don't worry, I've only been on there once, I think. So. Yeah, that's cool. I didn't know they were cops. That's awesome. Getting tired of my voice. That's a voice-free environment. <laughs> But uh, the Sergeant Thor Kickstarter it is closing in, and basically what it is is that what we want to talk. We're going to talk about some some things that are going on. Uh, but the reason I wanted to save this podcast for today is today is it. If you wanted to get on the Kickstarter, and I highly encourage you to, then do it. If audiobooks are your thing, this this uh, Kickstarter is not for you because that we sold the audiobook rights to Podium, and those will be out in October. But if ebooks are your thing, this is a great way to go. And then you get some extra stuff and some very cool inside stuff, um, which I'll talk about in a second. But if physical copies are your way to go, then absolutely do this because we are not going to offer hard copies after this. This is it. This is how, and the hard copies are going to be gorgeous. We're having them fully designed. We've met the stretch goal to upgrade them with like the cool interiors and I think book covers and everything like that. So they're going to look really gorgeous on your shelf. I highly advocate hard copies because I've talked about it on this podcast before. We're starting to see, um, I think, the big Google Alphabet people and even Amazon go in and change people's fiction when they don't like it. I think that they do it surreptitiously when they can get away with it. I think they do it overtly too. And I don't think it's going to stop. I think it's going to continue to do. And I think they're eventually going to get to some point where they're like, we want to offer you a safe space version to these books there'll probably be no safe space version of my books um, <laughs> because like, even if they make like they're like no this this, this will be too AI. short <laughs> the ai says shit this is there's too much but, to cut here we can't do this it's just you know it's like but and that's the only thing you get away with and even that triggered somebody in the office 
the AI had PTSD and needed to go to Aruba for a few weeks. <laughs> like, can AIs go to Aruba? No, this one did. It loves banana daiquiris. <laughs> um, I'm like, that AI sounds fun. I'd like to hang out with that AI. Exactly. Uh, so I, th- I, I hi- like, not just in my books or anything, I, I think now, and I think we've all talked about it, now is the time to go back and get a lot of hard copies. And the great thing is you can comb old vinyl and CD and records and tapes for you, tapes or stuff like that. But all your old books, now I do think there is a cyber attack coming. I do think that cyber attack is going to wipe out a lot of what we are effectively, when we have digital copies of things, renting. I love ebooks. I make money off of ebooks, all that kind of stuff. But you have to understand, generally, if you're buying them from Amazon, you're renting them. And the moment that Amazon decides to get rid of that, even if they give you a credit, it's gone. And they don't have to give you a credit. And if there was a cyber attack, I think a lot of data is going to get corrupted and wiped out. Sorry to be doom and gloom, but if there are things that you love and things that you collect and things that you want to have as part of your life, probably hard copy is the safe way to go. And and I love reading a good book. And these will be good books. So if that's kind of in your, what you want to do, I would definitely back this program. And this is, like I said, at midnight tonight, that's it. That's the hard copies. They're gone. You probably will be able to get a soft copy. I won't lie to you from Amazon, a paperback copy, but you won't get these. And these are actually affordable books in the Kickstarter. So enough sales, blah, blah, blah. Cool thing about it is if you do back the program, whoever you are, you will get Tuckerized. I don't know if you know what Tuckerized is. You get your name in one of the books. You get to be a character in one of the books. Well, yeah, I guess yeah, that's not what I meant. Your name, like we're you. In the anthology, there's a battle royale chapter where Thor goes in this massive Bronze Age war. You know, very Conan and everything like that. And you will get your name, or ho- hopefully, you're going to give us a character name or a nickname that you're known by, or we'll fantasy up your name or whatever, and you will get to do battle against Sergeant Thor. Nice. Spoiler, you will probably die. But it'll be <laughs> cool and interesting. And that's called Requiem for the Fallen. And people kind of really dug that. They like uh, putting their handprint down in the, the muddy clay of history. And so we thought, well, why not turn this into a stretch goal and, or uh, 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 an add-on? So that's pretty cool. Um, and that is all I have to say about it. We are going to do a final live stream tonight as an after action party uh i'll put the link in the comments if you want to hang out generally i jump on um, twitch and youtube and game for two hours with the crew the task force agile zebra crew we have patches now so you can join task force agile zebra nice uh, my screen name on xbox live is chaos actual but the o uh, of chaos yeah right look around for me so you can hang out and watch um so if you if you haven't backed it consider going over we'll put the the comment in the link in the comments so that you can uh check out the kickstarter here at the end and i think it'd be really cool and i appreciate you letting me take up your time with this now we'll jump over to the things that we have been wanting to talk about but have been too busy to talk about yeah well Okay, well, you kind of gave me a lead-in earlier, and I tried to throw it off to you, but you went another direction. But you had mentioned that the the uh, phrase "Rome is burning," and I said, "Well, Rome isn't burning, but I think Paris, Paris is." is. Paris is 
Paris. You wanna? That's kind of a funny story. I don't know. Like, is it's, it? It's. I mean. Well, know, yeah, some of it is. Riots for like a long time, and you know the yellow jacket riots, and then yeah. everybody's upset, you know, because um, Europe is turning into a um, concentration camp. They're just about to get rid of any sort of ability to leave the EU. Wow. And then they're going to, literally the EU will be ruled by non-elected people. Yeah. You know, appointed uh, committees. Mm-hmm. Appointed by who? We must use the crisis. Yes. You're his voice drives you nuts. Oh my gosh. I thought it drove you nuts. Justin Trudeau. You can't stand his French R's that he uses. Yeah. Exactly. Oh man, but so why do you think it's you funny? Know, it's funny you hate my German. I don't hate it. Hate it's German. just not Yours the German pronunciation I learned. But the I know German people always compliment me because I was I always say to them, you know, like like uh, they're like, "Where's your German?" I and they always go oh no you have a good accent you know there i think germans are always it's kind of ironic germans are generally polite yeah so I think they're being polite, but they love my german accent. yeah so i mean well but i think opera singers learn the german version of the queen's english you know the queen's german whatever that would be the really proper oh, and so you're right right like no one probably I'm talks like that it. It's too proper. So, Yo-ho, give me some apples. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <dog>. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, but so why? Why do you think the uh, <laughs> the French thing is funny? Like, I mean, the uh, initial thing is kind of sad, I guess, because someone got well, shot. A seventeen-year-old got I shot, killed. Because we hate our government so yeah. We're all enjoying it. I like what you told me this morning about but it, though. Here's what I kind of think. Like, kind of super paying attention. It's mainly leftist driven. It's a really? Driven riot. Oh. And immigrants. So uh-huh. and it's over the shooting and stuff like that. And what you're immediately saying is seeing is Macron come out today and say, um, oh, this is all being driven by social media and we're going to tighten up controls and all Isn't kinds that of convenient? So a new crisis in which everything is being destroyed and people are, are in fear. And then, oh, well, we've got it. The only answer to the crisis of why you hate government so much is for government to be more in control. Now, mm-hmm. there have been a lot of beta tests around the world. South Africa was a beta test for BLM. Uh, you have to go, like most people have memory hold what happened in South Africa about two and a half, three years ago. But it was like night of the living dead in there. Mm-hmm. It, it hasn't gotten better. But it really got out of hand about two and a half years. I mean, it looked like something out of a walking dead. Well, um, I'm 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 wondering at this moment if France is not a beta test for what they want to do here, which is have riots and civil disobedience kicked off by the left, which they they've been prepping to do. And this week we saw you know those right wing Nazis. Ha, ha. Uh, Patriot Front come out and get their ass kicked by actual Oath Keepers and things like that, Patriot guys, which is, you know, like, it's funny, like, they they love to say extreme right, and it's really a little more than a drinking club, mm-hmm. you know, but you can see the difference, you know, and then they, they, their masks were pulled off, and 
and they covered up their little faces so fast. It was all FBI, you know, and all fed, fed boys. Fed boys. Fed boys. <laughs> um, so I, I, I'm, I'm wondering if what we're seeing in France is the, oh my gosh, everybody's rioting and upset. I guess we need to take more control. Because ultimately, and I'm going to beat this drum again, as much as hard as I beat the Tiffany Dover drum, which I think that she did, and I think that that's a deep fake. Um, and everything that they did on the other side of it looked pretty suspicious in trying to convince you that she didn't die of the vaccine. And it turns out, like, the Fauci records, the Wuhan records, everything that's going on, they were all lies the entire time. So why wouldn't they have lied about Tiffany Dover? Drum beat. Same thing here with with France. Like, um, it's another crisis in which suddenly the, the, everybody hates the government and the government did something bad. The government has generated a crisis. Mm -hmm. And now the government's answer to solving that crisis. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the, the listeners don't need the dulcet tones. Exactly. <laughs> Sweet. Basically, I mean, right? Is that, is that Sweet a, sounding, I, I mean. Subscribe to Soprano phrasing. Like, the dulcet tones of the soprano were at odds when she entered the stage haltingly, looked around, wondered if she should even be there, <laughs> saw a spider coming down on her, and then remembered it was the War of 1812, and she was in the bitterest winter, and she began to shiver, shiver and travel. Shiver and, and chatter before she sang her heart. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Yeah. But her tones were dulcet. I don't know why people love to say the dulcet tones the of. Dulcet tones. <laughs> Just works. That was the, the Medusa's go-to character. Yeah. There were a lot of wars, wars and they would usually be in winter. Or sometimes you'd just be in winter. It's not war. I'd be, I'd, you know, have my arms kind of held around me, kind of shivering. And I'd look around all fearful. Why were you looking at um, well, that would be like, I'm like looking at, you know, the sky, the snow falling. How bad is the storm? Okay. I don't know. Did you see the storm in your mind? Uh, or, you know, uh, yeah, totally. <laughs> I don't and know why I would look be up. Because like there's not a lot of places to look. Or a family that didn't have food, then you would look at them. Yeah. And that should maybe give us the compassion. Look. Yes. But the helplessness, like there's nothing you can do. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, you should have seen it. <laughs> it was the uh, and it was repeatedly like it was so many characters i was like there she is it's that or it was like the super excited running around yeah. fun there's girl that. there's there that the character last one where you finally said why am i making myself so oh on the yeah when i was uh, one of the jews you know in our our city yeah okay. nebuchadnezzar's sacking our city and I was like, yeah, why am I making myself sick, my having actual <laughs> stress in my body trying to be a character? <laughs> ah, when everyone else is phoning it in. Because I think that you secretly think that you might be Jewish. You think that. I, think I thought I might be once I you said you that, but Ancestry.com said otherwise. Every race tells you, oh, you're one of Like, I've seen Indians do it yeah. from India, and I've seen Jews do it. Well, yeah, I mean, all, I guess because I have curly hair. <laughs> well, it's just maybe I'm a, I'm because kind of an unusual mix. And so I think a lot of people can see different stuff because I'm kind of a 
a diff- an interesting mix of yeah. like white and then yeah. tan. I think that I would think playing the Jewish exile, yeah, in the booth that was just too close to home for you to be like playing that. And like, if I ever take you to a movie where Jews sing about their wailing and grief, like you just like you're like oh. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, that's yeah. true. I think you are. I think you are the try. Oh, thank you. Hey, a chosen Probably one. One of the bad ones. Again. No, I'm chosen one. <laughs> a completed Jew. Um, no, but you were telling me about the France thing. You today you said they're knocking over like is yeah, it close the, circuit and that's that's maybe an camera thing stuff too, and whatever. Because, uh, note bene, they're knocking over the 5G poles and 5G yeah. and and the CCTV poles. Love it. So. It's, it's wild, like. and, and it could be organic, and it could be, you know, they saw what happens in the Netherlands, which the Netherlands is really the place to watch, um, because they went in and just basically took all the farmer's land. They are going full totalitarian state, and, and mm-hmm. the EU is ruled from the Netherlands. Mm. Um, the uh, And also, most people understand, remember, too, the Netherlands is actually the cradle of democracy mm. for Western civilization. Netherlands, where you get the first actual Western civ democracy. Oh right, yeah, the, the Dutch. The, you said, the Dutch yeah. is the model for us that we use, but ours is better. Yeah, um, because it was more well thought out. But they they originally did it, and there's was there was like was again, well, I'm not going to speak on it. But it's interesting that it's happening. The, the sort of complete switch to totalitarian robocracy is coming out of the Netherlands, and I think people saw it coming to Paris. And the French are, they, they may be a lot of things, but they are, they certainly don't like, um, they, 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 they resist a lot of the times uh, their liberties being taken. Mm-hmm. You know, like they, they had to, they'll make a certain bargain with their, their kings and their governments and things like that. And then the moment you say, well, we're not going to pay you for your, your two years, you're, you're going to have to work an extra two years if you want your plant. <laughs> The French literally they flip out. The street and burn everything down. <laughs> yeah. You know, and and uh, they're 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 not. I don't. You know, like a guy in the Navy, a uh, guy who did some some cool stuff in the Navy, told me one time uh, that the biggest concern for the U.S. fleet uh, Navy was actually the French. Wow. And so the French are are not always made up to what what they are to be, but it's an interesting time. And it's funny that, okay, suddenly we have, I mean, and it's wild over there. Mm-hmm. But suddenly the, the government's answer to all of this is more government. Yeah. Like, I think actually that's what's getting you in trouble. And whenever the government, you know, creates a problem and then has the solution to it, I've begun to believe nine times out of ten that the government, that was the plan all along. Oh, sure. You know. Yep. Uh, look at, look at, the, look at the, the COVID thing. You know, oh, we had a lab. And it created this super weapon. And then, oh, we had to destroy all the middle class, give all the money to our friends, um, kill all the people that we no longer wanted on Social Security, and in the process gave ourselves the power to lock you up and to do whatever we wanted uh, and to be petty tyrants. Oh, isn't that convenient? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, COVID totally naturally came from that, too. I can see, you know, like, it, it just goes back to who benefits. Yeah. We belly. Yeah. And, uh, you know, uh, nine times out of ten, that's that's the person who did the crime, and, and, and that was the crime done to us. Yeah, exactly. 
Um, yeah, well, you also, to shift gears a little bit, you've kind of been sensing possibly like a, a bad vibe here. <laughs> you turned your mic off. Oh. Did I or is it charged? Here, I'll use that one. All right. Um, you were kind of sensing a bad vibe here possibly. Um, like yesterday, we were noticing a lot of – you were noticing a lot of military – Yeah, traffic. yesterday – like now, I mean, they could be getting ready for 4th of July. But again, I mean, as of yesterday, 4th of July was five days away. Yeah. So we can just talk on this mic. Yeah, exactly. Um, but, I mean, there was a lot of military helicopter traffic. And again, you know, I mean – the first everybody would say, "Oh, that's just guard training." I'm like, "That's a lot of guard training, and usually guard training's two weeks." And this is going on and on, and there's tanks on the thing. But I, I wonder if they're not getting us right because things are coming apart at the scene. Mm-hmm. Um, all these Supreme Court victories, which are just goat, greatest of all time, yeah. Clarence Thomas. Yeah. You know, these are all. What we're gonna see now, come Monday, you know, are all the. I can't believe democracy dies in darkness. I can't I can't believe our ability to bully everybody is being curtailed. And 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 again, you know, um I saw a statistic that was interesting. It said that something like 58% of all liberals were white were white women between the ages of like 18 and something like 36 or something like that. And all of them had uh, had, had diagnosed. diagnosed with a mental illness at some point Mm -hmm. and this was like 58 percent of liberals and it's like it explains a lot all of these emotional appeals and then they're being contrived by people who just want more power and don't mind lying you know when they they go to the white house and they say um how do you feel about your son you know contradicting what you said about not being involved in his business affairs and he, he's literally here in this message saying, my dad is sitting right here with me waiting for an answer. And then that clown, who's the spokesperson, who's a total liar and thinks she's a historic person because someone gave her a diversity hire job that she's not even good at and can't even speak English. And I've done little informing, informal polling. And I have some people that are baseline people that always are right with what the narrative or the pulse of the civilization is at in America. They don't necessarily think like me, but I I kind of use them to find out where the mass of people are actually at. There's two people that I use and both of them can't stand her guts. Oh yeah. They, they think that she's liar. And then they go to the Biden and they go, Hey, what do you think about this? But your son saying this No, you know, and you know, and it's like coming apart at the seams for this guy. And so then the Supreme court rulings, and now we have this beta test riot in France where now, as I understand it, the police are going around shooting people. What? They're driving really? tanks to the streets. Yeah. They're deploying more troops and everything like that. That sounds great when you hate the government as much as we do. Sounds fun. But you remember, that's the license for them to go full totalitarian. Mm-hmm. I think you combine that with a cyber outage. Wow. And uh, you, you, you're going to have a lot of people in darkness who feel the way that we feel who are being rounded up, death camped, and sort of hopelessized, demoralized, hopelessized, <laughs> hopelessness sized demoralized into thinking that there's nothing they can do. And really, in a lot of ways, this Pride Month has been fantastic. If you think about it, Pride Month tanked. Yeah. Pride Month tanked. I mean, several corporations 
immediately reversed course 10 to 15 days into this when the six like you know like if you've been in a corporation or anything like that you know that like a lot of these marketing plans are 18 to six months out mm -hmm. you know and so they sat there and you know some little horse-faced uh, white girl with a degree in marketing who was suddenly promoted to VP exec you know a Jacinda but the Bud Light girl was the same one. The Bud Light, they both have that that one. I've never done uh, a clean in my life, as in like, you know, a pull and clean weightlift, giant fucking horse teeth, you know, and and you know every bad liberal idea come home to roost, and and you can see where they said like, okay, um, wouldn't it be great if we had this mentally ill man who thinks he's Audrey Hepburn? on a can of Bud Light and then like tank the company. Yeah. Target even even like several I, I saw several corporations on June first go all in on Pride and walk back their displays day by day. Starbucks because, that was yeah, crazy. Yeah. Like you know, having pulling it from the the whole thing went sideways on them. Then it comes out, Disney comes out and then they're losing money by no tomorrow constantly. Um making these woke pictures that no one's seeing anymore yeah. and forcing down agendas that people don't want. You have the parents in full revolt in the school system. And I think the great thing to cap it off is like the Supreme court rulings this week were just utter, utter destructive attacks on those things. And you see like some of the colleges and universities this morning saying, well, we're still going to do it. Great. You've opened yourself up to lawsuits from every Asian kid in the entire world. Yeah. And those parents have the money to sue you. And force their kid in and make you pay for it and give them. And if you don't think that they will, they will. And you're just seeing the vaccine mandates, the uh, the student debt. Like, it was funny. Like, I know people, Joe Biden's going to cancel our student debt. Well, there you go. And he knew it. Oh, he yeah. knew he wasn't going to be able to do it. And the Supreme Court shut it down today. Yeah. So, you know, this is one of the dangerous times because this sort of deep state globalist cabal, which is being outed, which is even openly surfacing now. Um, we can talk about that next week because there's a lot of people finding where there was, there was some talk about it last night where these guys were saying, Hey, what we're doing is illegal. We know we're doing it. We only have this window to do it. Um, but they're, they're running out of options because they've, they've lost not the right wing, whatever that is, and not the libertarian movement or whatever, but they've actually lost the mass of people. There's, you know, in, in, in the sort of grand scheme right now, the emotional, you know, histronic, but the children are dying appeals aren't working anymore. And then you have the black community that is not all black people are on any of those things, but there is a crime wave of epic proportions going on right now in which people are looting and terrorizing stores and things like that. And it primarily seems to be African-American people who I, I actually had two incidents in my neighborhood this week. And there's a callousness and an anger. Then you have the mayor of New York uh, telling someone who brought a, a comment to uh, a criticism to his ban on pizzas and saying, don't talk to me like I'm on your plantation. You know, like the the sort of everybody's a racist thing when everybody's not a racist thing, it's not working anymore, and it's especially not working when these people are using it not in good faith to address uh, inequality or racism, 
or or whatever, but they're using it as this is my right to commit crimes and to terrorize you. That's not going to play for much longer. And with the destruction of uh, race-based um, considerations and education and job and things like that, you're not making the argument, you know. And and so it's 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 a lot of the things are beginning to fall apart. And that's when I think things get dangerous. Because when you push someone, you know, like if you look at the whatever the Ukraine is, and we were listening to a very interesting thing last night, where it does seem like a lot of the Ukraine is absolute and utter bullshit. Um, but when you push people down to, when you you know, it's you you Sun Tzu would say never put your enemy on death ground. Death ground means they don't have any way to go. When they're on death ground, they'll go to the worst possible option. And I think with the globalists and the deep state and Klaus Schwab and everything like that, they've been holding all these emergency meetings. Oh, emergency meetings because the plan's going so well? I don't know. Maybe it is. Sometimes on certain days it seems like it's going really well. But my guess is somewhere along the line of all this great reset and fourth industrial revolution planning, they had in their... Um, this crisis will happen, that crisis will happen, and then we'll be hailed as the saviors. We'll be hailed as the liberators of Flavortown, saith Guy Fieri. <laughs> um, where have we heard that before? And, and that's very much bubble thinking of the elites. We will create this crisis. We will create this fake war. We will talk about weapons of mass destruction. We will uh, talk about the terror of the, the the Middle Eastern threat. We will create and finance our own big boogeymen. And then when everybody demands to be saved, lo and behold, we will invade you and save you. Um, it seems to me in all of this great, great reset planning that the pandemic, quote unquote, and uh, you have Schwab saying uh, two years ago about the destruction of the food and energy systems and transportation systems. Oh, wow. It's weird. Uh, everything's burning down. Food production's been assassinated. I, I'm talking to people locally, even in the breadbasket of California, and they're like, something's weird with the food system. Things are going bad really fast. Oh, really? Yeah. So I would also, that would be a quick warning day. Whatever you buy, you've really got to check the dates on stuff. One, because stores are putting out stuff that's almost expiring. And two, I was talking to a butcher yesterday. He goes, we just got a whole slaughtered hog, and it went bad within two days. Whoa. So, and, and it was supposedly freshly slaughtered. So you've got, to, you've got to watch everything right now because there is some kind of attack. All the stuff that Klaus Schwab was talking about um, two years ago. Now we've got weird fires on the East Coast that supposedly have like all these chemicals in them that aren't natural people are saying it's getting you know like i think they're in the oh since climate change isn't happening fast enough we're going to create it yeah. all i can tell you and this is my prediction and i hope i'm wrong but i'm on the ground in california and on the west coast we're going to burn we are going to burn probably about august and september and october anyway because none of the maintenance that the governments are supposed to state, federal, and local are doing is being done. Nothing is being like the weeds alongside the freeway are higher than I've ever seen. Like as high as like a forest. And like dry, like dry, dry. 
bone light dry. Color, not yeah. like green. Weed. No one's doing anything. Yeah. Caltrans not doing anything. Nothing's going to do. It's almost like they're trying to set up the perfect condition for fire. Now, when you go back and look into WF, WEF planning, their plan is to drive people out of the country, out of the suburban areas, and into the urban areas. Well, fire is the greatest way to having a massive firestorm. That why like they beta tested that a few years ago in in a in a in a community called Paradise. Look that up. California. Yeah, Paradise, California. They burned that entire community to the ground. And there are, and they, of course, the news doesn't talk about it, but they have arrested Antifa activists and even college professors who've been out burning down, uh, starting fires. So we know that this plan is coming. But my prediction on the West Coast, we are gonna we are gonna roast. I'll, I wouldn't be half surprised if we didn't lose all our homes. Whoa! And that's a lot because once it once you you know tax the fire systems beyond their ability to handle it, that fire you know with the right wind and everything. And I do okay. I'm crazy. I do think that there is weather control. I do think that they can turn on the wind with that harp instrument yeah. thing. You get you get fire season going here in August through October with as dry and as hot as it is, and you turn up that wind. You could burn down all of California. You could burn it all down. And they want to burn down the cities so they can rebuild them as smart grid cities. So my guess, even maybe I would elevate it above the cyber thing, which wouldn't it be great if you did the cyber thing at the same thing you did the fire? That's how those sociopaths think. I would say the danger of fire right now is higher than the danger of a cybersecurity outage. And I think both of these things move them to Closer to CBDC, which is the goal, central bank digital currency. And one of the big things that you get to do in a massive firestorm is declare martial law. Because there's always a form, there's already, whenever there's a fire, there's already a form of martial law. Like looting suddenly becomes a problem and you're allowed to shoot looters and all these kinds of things. So um, that's when, you know, thanks to the California State AG, them publishing everybody who owns a gun, that's when the death squads come out, round up everybody's guns. Uh, that's when the police can say, oh, we got to confiscate your gun because there's this emergency, blah, blah, blah. And why confiscate guns? Because guns are the last barrier between them and CBDCs. The United States is the biggest barrier to digital, to the digital concentration camp of the one world government that they used to deny that they were doing, Bilderberg Group, all of those things, and now they're completely open about it. And their aim is a one-world government, and they say it every day. And I think Prince Charles and Klaus Schwab just started the clock to the Great Reset, which is supposed to take place in 2030. You're hearing nothing but chatter about 2030. And what has to happen in 2030 is the total control of the world by the WEF. And to get there, they know and have advocated. And if you go and read what they've said and listen to what they've said, a series of extreme crises to get to that moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. It's not looking good. It's not looking good. Hey, that's the podcast. Uh, it's going to be a busy day of me talking to people. So I'm going to be over on, on gaming, on Twitch and YouTube. Uh, you can see, check my social media for that. I'll start that at 4 o'clock. Then I'm doing a live stream. 4 o'clock. Pacific Standard Time, and then I'm doing a live stream at uh, six o'clock, and we'll have a link for that in the comments. Please go out and support. You can even just donate some money to, to Thor. You don't even have to to Kickstarter Sergeant Thor. You don't have to go in on everything, but I'd encourage you to pick up a package, 
There's small, medium, large packages, everything like that. You can get all the eBooks from us instead of from Amazon. You can get the physical copies. Whatever you can do, please jump in there and do this because we think actually using Kickstarters is a great way to build our own ecosystem outside the Alphabet Corporations in which we can get in direct contact with you and sell to you directly and give you digital copies that you own instead of them owning them. So that's like... See that. See if you own the digital copies that we provide you, you own them. They are not DRM protected. If you get them through Amazon, they are. Amazon can pull those out of your library anytime you want. These cannot be pulled out of your library. And if your library is destroyed or lost or hacked or compromised, you come right back to us and say, "Hey, I backed the Kickstarter. We look up the receipts and we get you more copies." Exactly. Until Jason dies, and I'm forced to actually run the company, and then it's chaos. <laughs> but you'll still try. And yeah, like um, you guys could make your final stretch goal I think today. We could. Um, it's already jumped up, I think, about a thousand since we started our podcast. Oh wow! I've been kind of looking at it. Yeah. So. And then there's one last thing. If you want to do it, I'll just throw it out because the people in this podcast are cool, and they're people I'd want to hang out with. And you also, several of you know, a few of you know, I wouldn't say several, a few of you actually have come uh, to Southern California or in Southern California, and you've met me at the the coffee house. Mm-hmm. where the dark shaman hangs out and Dr. Mahmood Boobjob hangs out, mm-hmm. this little beanie and his <laughs> giant, giant belly. And uh, all the fun characters. The Nazi's there. He hasn't been there for a long time. He's been missing. I think you scared him away. I think I scared him away. Because you were on um, But you've come and had coffee with me, and so it's it's kind of cool. Like, anyways, there are two slots left. One slot was already bought. If you're a person who wants the premium experience and you want to get everything, there's a final slot where you get to hang out with myself and the Medusa and Jason Anspach and Walt Robiard. And uh, we're going to go to Disneyland for the day. Uh, you'll like it because what we do in line is we actually plot stories. W- Walt and Jason and I went uh, last year and we developed the whole season three for uh, Galaxy's Edge. Mm-hmm. So what we said is like, what if, what if we open three slots up to people who kind of want to have a Willy Wonka day with us and we're going to go to Disneyland all day and we're just going to talk about our planning and our plotting while we wait in line and ride lines and have fun. Walt and Jason are so much fun to hang out with. The Medusa, I'll be honest, you're going to have to carry her. She, <laughs> she, she's, she's too weak for this world. She has to stop at every churro stand and every no. Dole Whip pineapple stand just to That's get the you. sugar to keep moving. She's got to take a lot of breaks sitting down. And she's phys- she's physically fit and beautiful, yeah. but she has no strength or energy. And so like she, like that, she know. should the people overwhelm her, all these kinds of things. So maybe you want to go to protect Not her. The, our friends. You mean the big crowds. The big crowds. Yeah. The big crowds overwhelm you. You just, you know, like we have to like, as we walk, we have to keep looking behind us. Oh, my gosh. She's falling down again in a pile. <laughs> she can't get up. We have to help her to her. Her high heels, and then she chuff chuffs along. You know, wear, you know, wear old people tennis shoes. I, it's the only way to do Disneyland. Yeah. So much fun. I've often uh, offered, and she's never taken it, but I will do it. I'll push you in a wheelchair. I know you would. <laughs> I can't do that. That's not right. Maybe you want to come to Disneyland and push the Medusa in a wheelchair. No, there are people that really need it. Can't do that. You really need it. <laughs> and we see people maybe taking advantage of that. There are pe- there are people you want to like, let's do a basic get out of that chair. <laughs> no. Um, let's see. Uh, so anyways, there's a top prize package where 
um, you can you can go in all in and get everything, and also you get this day. I think airfare is included. Uh, a few other things are included, and then we have a great dinner and everything like that. It's a it's like if it's anything like Vegas, which Vegas did have automatic weapons. Um, you will have the time of your life. You will have a great time. And so if that's you know uh, something you want to do in October as a as a quick uh, weekend vacation or whatever, and and I do believe we'll let you bring a spouse. I have no problem with that. Um, then do that and and just have the time of your life and everything like that. And uh, the people that have done it in the past, uh, we just really dig. And usually Jason comes up with something um, extra super special for them, kind of like a, a gift, a secret gift no one else can have. Like I think last year it was some, uh, they were really like almost like Supreme like tennis shoes. You know, if you know the, the brand Supreme, Jason had like a special fashion designer he knew make a pair of like Galaxy's Edge tennis shoes okay. for uh, one of the people who showed up and they were pretty fresh. They were like super cool. That's awesome. So there's usually something like that if you want to go go in on the package. I wouldn't encourage everybody. It's it's expensive. We we put it up there because generally we thought no one would do it and then people do it. But uh, if, I think if one person did it, you'd be pretty much to your final stretch goal, besides an extra few hundred dollars. Yeah, one person already has. One couple already has. And they're yeah. very cool people. Yeah. We hung out. They, 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 they didn't do it in, uh, in Vegas. Right. And then they saw it, and they were like, oh, we're doing that this time. Cool. So that was really cool. Um, so it, the, there's a couple of prizes that aren't available anymore. We had, I think, was it two slots for people to uh, – either think up an idea for us to write for the anthology uh, or they would write it themselves and we would mentor and coach them through it. Those actually went to the two Vegas backers last time. They actually bought those this time instead because those were almost at the same price point. Okay. So they're like, oh, we want to do this this time. We have ideas. And I'm like, okay, cool. But uh, they, could, they could still come in. Anyways, it's wrapping up. It's been a lot of fun. It exceeded our expectations. And uh, this summer will be more podcasts, and I'm hoping to get back to more Summer Maters, uh, Tolkien Project stuff, and everything. I want to do everything. And then uh, probably next week we'll do a podcast in which I talk about some of the really cool ideas uh, that we're developing right now, so you can kind of get get excited about those. And we'll do more politics, and we'll keep, we'll keep locking in. But uh, stay frosty, and that's the podcast.